Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. Merry Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, because we're at that like weird time, like it's after Thanksgiving, but yeah, it's not December. So I mean, like, what do you say? Um, and, uh, and by the way, how many of you already started listening to Christmas music? Yeah, put your hand up. Yeah, baby, that's right, Christmas music, it's awesome. I love it. Well, today we're also kicking off our brand new Christmas series called The Grinches Who Steal Christmas. <clears throat> now, I don't know about you, but the movie, The Grinch, who's the, the Grinch That Stole Christmas, I like the cartoon one, like that was one of my favorite Christmas movies as a kid, and really it's still one of my favorites. Um, and in case you don't know the story, basically the Grinch tries to steal Christmas from the Who's who live in Whoville, okay? Now, in case you just have never seen the movie and you just don't know the story because, I don't know, like maybe you grew up communist or something. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the story, I have, what I've done is I've kind of, I, I wrote a little summary of the story, but I did it in Dr. Seuss fashion, so here goes. So on Christmas Eve, in the stealth of the night, the Grinch steals the presents, the trees, the food, and the lights. He packed everything up, and once it was done, the Grinch knew now that Christmas would not come. But on Christmas morning, when the Who's gathered in the snow, the sound they made began to grow, grow, grow. But it wasn't the noise of sadness, sniffles, and weeping. It was the sound of Christmas joy that they were keeping. They gathered outside and sang Christmas songs and celebrated the day as if nothing was wrong. And the Grinch and the people learned a valuable lesson that day, that nothing, 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 I say, can keep the true Christmas spirit at bay. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, all right? See, see the Grinch thought, the Grinch thought he could steal Christmas, but the truth is, it was the attitude of every who in Whoville that prevented that from happening. Okay, And so in this series, we're going to look at the various Grinches who have the real potential to steal the joy and the meaning of Christmas from each one of us. Because our Heavenly Father wants us to have a Christmas that's merry and bright. But He also wants us to remember what happened on that holy, silent night. Yeah, I couldn't help it, so sorry about that. Um, and, and, look, and, and it's, and it, look, and it's what our Heavenly Father does in our hearts. That's what matters, because it, it's the changes that he makes on the inside. So it doesn't really matter what it is that happens on the outside. So in this series, we're going to look at the various Grinches who try to steal Christmas from us, and more importantly, how our Heavenly Father wants to change our hearts so that Christmas will always come, no matter what happens, where we are, or where we're from. So, now the first Grinch that we're going to look at today is the Grinch of the hustle and bustle of the season. Now, look, for most of us, like, we can see that coming like a mile away. I mean, all of us, I think, can, are, are too savvy and too smart to not understand that when we get so busy that that can get us off focus and get us off track and we can miss the real meaning of Christmas, okay? So, I think most of us can see that. But the truth is, sometimes our overconfidence is our undoing because our enemy, the devil, is much more sinister than we give him credit for. Because it's not just the busyness of the season that can cause us to miss the meaning of Christmas. 
It's what happens during the hustle and bustle. That's what can cause us to really miss the Christmas season, uh, the joy, the, uh, the real meaning of Christmas, because once we try to slow down and then focus on what Christmas is really all about, we can't. Because we're, we're still thinking about what didn't get done, what still needs to get done, what we spent, how much we've got left to spend, who's coming over, where are we going, how much food is there to cook? How much is there now to clean? What's left to buy? What's left to wrap? Did I get the right gift? Did I get the wrong gift? Did I forget a gift? I mean, all of those things can cause us to lose focus because all that happens during the hustle and bustle of the Christmas season. And that's what causes us to miss the real meaning of Christmas. And so that when Christmas is over, you know, we, we pack up the tree, the decorations, and the lights, and we just think, well, another Christmas down however many more to go. But look, our Heavenly Father doesn't want that for us. And the truth is, we don't want that for us. So, what is it that we can learn? And fortunately, our Heavenly Father, He warns us about these hustle and bustle grinches that can steal Christmas from us. And He does so through the story of Mary and Joseph and what happened on that very first Christmas. So, let's look at how the hustle and bustle during their time could have stolen their joy, why it didn't, and what it means for us. So go ahead and pull out your message notes, all right? And let's ask this question. What are the hustle and bustle Grinches, and how does God want me to respond? Well, the first one is this. It's the demanding circumstances Grinch. It's the demanding circumstances Grinch. So <clears throat> let's look at Mary and Joseph. Now, at this point in the story, Mary has already found out that she's pregnant. Now, she didn't become pregnant in the usual way, okay? God just simply made her pregnant before she and Joseph were married and had sex because they were committed to doing things God's way and not having sex until after they got married. But at this point in the story, they're still not married. Now, they eventually do get married, but not until after Jesus is born. But at this time, Jesus isn't born yet. So they're settling in, you know, they're getting the nursery already. They've probably had a baby shower or two. You know, they're stacking huggies in the corner, you know, getting ready for the baby to come. And, and just as they're looking forward to a peaceful, calm season right before this baby is born, an unexpected circumstance pops up that changes everything for them. And it places incredible demands on them. Look what happens. It's in Luke chapter two, beginning verse one. The Bible says this, it says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. Now, we read this and we think, like, hey, no big deal. You, know, you just get in your car and just drive to your hometown. In fact, most of us are planning on doing that at some point in time during Christmas anyway. But for them, they had to go from Nazareth in the north part of the country all the way down to Bethlehem in the south part of the country, a 90-mile walk and donkey ride. 
That's what it was for them. I mean, you want to talk about a major change in circumstances that put some real demands on them, both physically and emotionally. Uh, I mean, all of their plans at having this peaceful birth at home were now like, I mean, all those plans were blown up, right? Because now they got to go on a 90-mile walk and donkey ride. Look, and think about poor Mary, right, ladies? I mean, she's nine months pregnant at this time on a donkey for 90 miles. I mean, I'm sure at some point in time the journey, she was like, seriously, Joseph, can we just pull over? I mean, I, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then Joseph would look up lovingly in her eyes and say, hon, do you think you can hold it till we get to Bucky's? <laughs> right? Like all, all good men would say, right? So, <clears throat> But look, Mary and Joseph, they, they could have let, let this whole unexpected circumstance and demand on their schedule ruin, just they could have just like ruin the birth of their first baby. But they didn't. And the reason we know they didn't is because of what the Bible says. Look what it, look what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. It says, but Mary quietly treasured these things in her heart and often thought about them. See, Mary didn't let the demanding circumstances ruin that very first Christmas. And, and honestly, it easily could have. So what about you? Do you let the hustle and bustle of the season just steal your Christmas joy and the true meaning of Christmas away from you? And, and see, the danger is it's not just that things are busy. It's when something totally unexpected happens that places a ridiculous demand on your schedule. It, it's when you find out the day before that all the families come into your house for Christmas. It's when you find out that now you are the one that's cooking the meal for everybody. It, it's, it's when your flight gets rerouted. Or when the person you pick up at the airport, their flight gets rerouted. It, it's, it's when you found the perfect gift and you realize it's back-ordered until Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, it, it, it's when the kid, your kids get sick, you have to go to the ER, and the dog starts throwing up all on Christmas Eve. It's when those kinds of things happen. And so look, when demanding circumstances come, how do you normally react? When demanding circumstances come, how do you normally react? I'm telling you, that is one of the biggest Grinches that just steals the joy away from people. So what's God say to do? You do exactly what Mary and Joseph did. And this is your next filling. You need to ride the unexpected to memory lane. You gotta ride the unexpected to memory lane. Look, Mary and Joseph rode a donkey 90 miles while she was nine months pregnant. And, and we don't get the picture that she was just complaining the whole way. We get a picture that, you know, she just laughed it off and like literally just rode with it. That's the picture that we get. So because of the Bible says that she treasured all this stuff in her heart. She rode the unexpected to memory lane. I mean, how many times do you think they told the story to their kids and eventually to their grandkids about how they took a 90-mile donkey ride and then gave birth? Look, and that's what you got to do. Okay, not take a 90-mile donkey ride and give birth. That's not what you got to do. But what you need to do is you need to ride the unexpected into memory lane. Because the unexpected, that's what you remember. Those are the stories that you tell and retell. So you don't, don't let that stuff steal your Christmas joy. 
You need to learn to expect the unexpected. Look, last minute changes are just what's gonna happen, and you can't help most of it anyway, so just roll with it. Just roll with it. And those end up, are, those end up being the things that you talk about the most, that you tell and retell the most, and it's the things you also end up treasuring in your heart the most. And the truth is, if you'll approach it like that, then on down the line, those demanding circumstances are the very things that you'll end up thanking God for. That's what God wants to do. Okay, second Grinch. The second Grinch is the make it perfect Grinch. It's the make it perfect Grinch. This is when you feel the need to make everything perfect. Okay, and that, that's honestly, it's what Joseph tried to do. Look what happens next. In Luke chapter two, beginning of verse six, it says, while they were there, that's in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. Now, I mean, can, can you imagine that? I mean, those of you that are, that are parents, remember when you, what you did to get ready for that very first baby, okay? You did, you did everything to make sure that that baby's room was perfect, right? I mean, you went and bought whatever it is that you needed to buy, and you looked at the price tag afterwards. You didn't care because you wanted it to be perfect. Okay, and Mary and Joseph, they were no different. They, they, they wanted the birth of their baby to be perfect. Okay, but, but it wasn't. Jesus was born in a barn, Okay, there's no doctor, no midwife, no doula, no nothing, none of that stuff. Okay, there was no little clay tablet where they could make a little imprint of his hands and then his feet. Okay, where you etch the little name at the bottom, you know, Jesus, zero AD, you know. <laughs> now, like, none of that, none of that was there. None of that was present, okay? Things did not go perfectly that first Christmas. You know, sometimes things aren't going to go perfectly for you either. That's just how it goes sometimes. And, and perhaps you live under the pressure of feeling like you need to just make everything perfect every ho holiday season. And when it doesn't go perfectly, instead of focusing on the 99 things that went right, you just can't let go of that one thing that went wrong. And I'm telling you, it just steals the joy of Christmas from you. Well, you can't let that happen. So when things don't go perfectly, which they're not going to, what do you do? You do the very same thing that we learned from this passage, and here's your feeling, here's what it is. You gotta remember, the imperfect makes it perfect. You gotta remember that the imperfect makes it perfect. Now, this is different from the last Grinch, because the last Grinch had to do with your schedule. This has to do with when things go wrong that you just, you cannot plan for. <clears throat> you know, the truth is, I don't really remember a lot of the details of all the things that went right with Christmases while I was growing up as a kid. But there's one thing that I do remember that I'll never forget because it went very, very wrong, okay? Um, <clears throat> I was a little kid. I was probably seven. My brother was about six. And my mom went to the hairdresser because you know, she wanted her hair to look pretty for, you know, the Christmas pictures while we were opening presents, that kind of thing. And I, I was really young, so I don't remember the details, but something went horribly wrong at the hairdresser that day. I don't know what it was, 
But I do remember when my mom came home, she looked at my dad square in the eye and she said, under no circumstances are you to take my picture during any of the present opening this year. Well, my brother and I as little kids, like, we're like appalled that our mom was not gonna be in our Christmas pictures and home movies that year. Like, we had to do something. And so my brother and I, we got one of those big paper grocery sacks and went to my dad and we said, hey dad, how about we make a paper bag face and mask and we can just put it over mom's head so that she can be in the Christmas pictures and it'll hide her hair. And my dad was like, whoa, boys. He's like, that is a great idea. <laughs> and so, so my brother and I, like we cut little holes for the eyes, put yarn on it for hair, a big old toothy grin. And then when we sat down to open presents, my, we turned to my mom and we were like, surprise! You can wear this bag and over, put it over your head so you can still be in the pictures. Right, mom? And you know, look, look, like as a mom, like what would you do? Like what would you, what do you do in that moment? And so my mom, she's a great mom, and she's like, great. <laughs> and she just put that bag over her head. I mean, it had a big old grin on the outside, but that's not what was going on on the inside. I can tell you that right now. And it's funny, um, I asked my mom a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey mom, like, do you have any of those pictures? Cause like I wanted to bring them in, and she's just like, no, I threw those away years ago. <laughs> Right, right. But look, so w w look, when the Grinch of like make it perfect comes along, don't let that get you. Because it doesn't have to be perfect. It, 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 look, it's not going to turn out like they say on Pinterest anyway. <laughs> so just let go of that, right? Per look, and here's the thing perfect is not what you remember, you remember the imperfect. And so really, it's the imperfect that makes it perfect. So don't be afraid of that. Okay, the third Grinch. The third Grinch is the miss the moment Grinch. It's the miss the moment Grinch. And this one is by far the most dangerous, okay? I want you to look at Mary and Joseph. In Luke 2, second half of verse 7, it says this. It says, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. In the inn. There is no room in the inn. Now, the truth is, we, we, we don't know why the innkeeper didn't decide to just make room for Mary and Joseph. I mean, you know, was he too focused on the profits he was making from having a full inn that day? I mean, was he too busy taking care of his paying customers to really give them much notice? Was he too focused on some high-rolling clients who came in that week and, you know, didn't want to displace them to give room to this, you know, young couple who, you know, clearly didn't have much money? I mean, we don't really know why. But one thing we do know for sure is that he was so focused on other things that he missed the greatest moment in history, the birth of the Son of God. And that, that's the biggest danger of these hustle and bustle Grinches is that you miss why we have Christmas in the first place, okay? Because look, we, we don't have Christmas because of just some long-standing tradition that nobody can really remember how it got started. We don't have Christmas because of some legend about Santa or Saint Nick. 
We don't have Christmas because somebody somewhere thought it'd be a great marketing idea. We have Christmas for one reason and one reason only, the birth of the Son of God. That's why we have Christmas. And because Jesus was God's free gift to the world, we give gifts to one another so that we can imitate him. And, and all of, the things that, of all the things that God wants for you this Christmas, the most important thing he wants for you and for me is to not miss the importance of the birth of his son. So here's what you need to do. And this is the part you need to write down, okay? The closer Christmas comes, the more in focus Jesus gets. The closer Christmas comes, the more in focus Jesus gets. Look, look just like any object, the closer that it comes, the more in focus it gets. And the danger of these hustle and bustle Grinches is that as Christmas gets closer, that we start looking around, below, beneath, above, trying to look at all the other stuff that's happening and going on and that wants to take our attention at Christmas time. And we miss the one thing that Christmas is really all about. Friends, we can't let that happen. You can't let that happen for you. And look, and just like the innkeeper, this Grinch will want to get you to focus on anything other than the birth of Jesus. So that's why you need to make the decision now that as Christmas draws closer, you will focus more on the birth of Jesus. That's why you need to make the decision now, you gotta make it right now, that you'll take care of all that hustle and bustle stuff so that you can relax a little bit as things get closer. You need to make the decision now that you and whatever families in town will go to church on Christmas Eve so you can focus on Christ. You need to make the decision now that at some point during the uh, holiday season that you will talk as a family that the reason we even give gifts is because God gave his son. You need to make the decision now that either before or during or after opening the presents that you will take some time and read the Christmas story in the Bible as a family. You've got to make the decision to do those things now because look, as Christmas gets closer, I'm telling you, this Grinch will try to get you to focus on anything and everything except the birth of Jesus. And at that point, you run the danger of missing it, just like the innkeeper. No, for you. I mean, maybe you've been missing Jesus, maybe you've missed Jesus your entire life. Maybe today is the first day that you've ever heard about Jesus being God's son and that he was born to Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. You see, Jesus, the son of God, was born for one reason and one reason only, so that he could die on a cross. And the reason he had to die on a cross was so that he could pay the price for everything that you've ever done wrong. Because see, look, somebody's gonna pay for everything you've ever done wrong in your life. Either you're gonna pay, or someone else is gonna pay it for you. But the problem is, nobody else is qualified to pay, your, pay for your sins for you because they have their own sins that need to be paid for. But Jesus lived a perfect life, like he never sinned. And so he alone is qualified to offer his life as payment for your sins for you. But in order for that payment to be applied to your life, you have to ask for it. You have to ask Jesus to forgive you and to come into your life to really take control of your life, to run your life. 
And if you've never done that, that's where you need to start. You need to do that today. There's a sample prayer. It's in the bottom of your message notes. If you've never prayed a prayer to ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you and give him control, take a moment. I want you to pray that right now. And for everybody else, for all of us, God, look, God doesn't want us to miss the purpose and meaning of Christmas this year. He wants you to get the more out of it than you ever have before. But in order to do that, we have to be aware of these hustle and bustle Grinches and do what we can to imitate Mary and Joseph so that when those Grinches try to steal Christmas from us, especially during this hustle and bustle time, that they can't because we're more focused on Jesus than ever before. So, bow your heads. Let me pray for us all. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the lessons that we learn from Mary and Joseph, that when unexpected demanding circumstances come our way, hey, that's just part of it. And Lord, that when, you know, things happen that we can't possibly foresee and that ruin what we tried to make perfect, God, that we remember that that's what makes things memorable. And Lord, that you would help each one of us not to miss the moment like that innkeeper did. But Lord, you would help each one of us to focus on your son, Jesus, and that Christmas would be more meaningful than ever before. We love you, Father. We offer all this up to you and ask you to do all of this in our hearts starting today. And it's in the name of the one who was born to die for all, we pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.